Welcome to the Rising Star Project. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder of Holistic Fashionista, and I'm beyond excited to introduce to you amazing lightworkers and soulpreneurs around the world who are improving the way we live, one holistic modality at a time. But like any entrepreneurial spirit, they have questions, need guidance, and desire more clarity around their higher calling, their offerings, next projects, and vulnerabilities so they may touch those who are meant to hear their message. And that is why we are here today. What you're listening to are the business mentoring sessions I'm providing for these exceptional people, using their astrological birth chart to shine a bright light on what planets are influencing their chosen life path and which signs have the greatest influence on their work. You'll also hear what's holding them back from achieving their deepest desires, along with aha moments that remind us how incredible breakthroughs can be. Due to the nature of these sessions, I kindly ask that you share your gratitude by sharing this podcast with others. By sharing these sessions, you not only will enrich others' lives, but you will also support the work of a light worker, a kind soul who's made it their life's work to serve others from their highest self. It is my hope and intention that by experiencing their mentoring session, you will be able to answer some of your own questions around what you've been called to do and what movement you're here to lead. From productivity to self-care rituals to marketing and leadership, each session is personal in its content and inspirational as we use the stars, the moon, and the planets to unlock the hidden treasures of being holistic leaders of tomorrow. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to the Rising Star Project. My name is Angel Quintana. I'm the founder of Holistic Fashionista Magazine and Botanica. And we have another fabulous guest today. Her name is Michelle, and we're going to be looking at her astrological birth chart in order to answer some of her big questions in her business. So welcome to the podcast, Michelle. I'm so stoked to be doing this for you today. Thank you. I am so excited that you're doing this for me today. (laughs) Yay. Okay. So I obviously know a little bit about you and what you're up to because I know we've been working together for a little bit, but I know our audience uh, probably wants to know who you are and what you're up to in the world. Okay. So I am selling essential oils and also working on establishing a coaching business and, um, you know, trying to, to build that, um, presence and influence, I guess, online. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've, I've been through the signature system, which is an awesome program. If, if you're needing Mm -hmm. some guidance on, you know, how to build. Um, and so I just, I guess, want to figure out the next, the best way to proceed for me. Okay. So I bet there's a lot of people that are listening right now that are into essential oils. It's like a booming, booming industry right now. I'm such a huge fan of essential oils. So I think one of the biggest um, questions that people have is I have other interests, you know, outside of essential oils, I have other expertise, I have other experience that I want to incorporate into my brand. And how do we do that? So I just want to make sure that we're real crystal clear as, as the problem or the, or the struggle that yeah. maybe you have some guidance around. Is it, is it combining everything? Like, can you be a little bit more specific? Yeah, no, it, it's definitely trying to figure out how everything can work kind of hand in hand. I've got um, intuitive abilities as well that I really want to be part of, of the business. And um, 
Oh, and then the, 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 the business angle, I guess at this point is like fairy, fairy tale lifestyling. Okay. You know? Right. That's right. The fairies. Okay, great. Yeah. So what we'll do is we're going to start with the three main signs and we'll kind of see where that takes us. And I, I think as we get deeper into the reading, cause everything, what, what we're really doing in business astrology is it's like all of these signs are around a table and they're trying to all be satisfied. So we want to make all of the signs happy. So that's kind of what we're doing, and it'll start to make more sense as we go through this. So let's get into the, the three main planets in your sign in your uh, birth chart. Okay, the first one you probably already know is your sun is in Gemini, which uh, anybody who's got a sun in Gemini knows that um, you know, you're an air sign that you are ruled by the twins. You have lots of ideas and sometimes committing to those ideas can be a problem. Um, but they're, <coughs> excuse me, they're known as the intellectuals of the Zodiac. So Gemini's gift is being able to take the things that she reads, the knowledge that she accumulates and be able to, uh, articulate it in a way, um, that is intelligent that um, uh, invokes respect. So there's a, there's a, um, there's a status there with, uh, with Gemini. I really believe that. And, and as your son, your son is actually how you see yourself. So you see yourself as someone who's intelligent, intellectual, well-read, um, someone who's sociable, very that air sign, you know, likes to be chatty, chatty from time to time. And um, in fact, m one of my best friends is Gemini and it's like, I'm Capricorn, so I love being quiet. And I just <laughs> let her go off on tangents because she just loves to chitty chat. So Geminis are really great at... Um, you know, getting people excited about things. Um, so, but in business astrology, or at least the way I do astrology for business, is your sun sign is actually your secret sauce. So it's how you see yourself, but it's the thing we're going to sprinkle on everything, but it's not necessarily the thing that everybody's going to know you for. So kind of keep that in mind as we continue on, because it doesn't look like you have, you have, a, you have three planets in the sign of Gemini, but I, I kind of am calling that so you do have a lot of, but uh, other signs are going to be really important to kind of putting all these puzzle pieces together. Okay. Okay. All right. Now your moon is in the sign of Taurus. Okay. So I feel that the moon is one of the most important signs when we're talking about business because it's how you feel. And I think the majority of people have been told to leave your emotions out of business and things like that. But it's actually our feelings that um, make sure that we feel creative, that we feel empowered, that we feel motivated to continue on this journey. And it's really important because if you, especially if you've got a son in Gemini, Gemini is great at coming up with the ideas, but she's not always great about execution. But your moon in Taurus is like kind of a godsend right now because Taurus is the bull and he's got a path. He's like, I'm going straight to the finish line. And it's like, it's almost like he's not going to look, he's not going to look back. He probably won't even look in his peripheral <clears throat> unless there's some kind of like something on the sidelines that interests him. Otherwise he's just going straight for the prize. So when we're looking at your moon, we've got to make sure that Taurus, um, that Taurus has what it what has what he needs in order to finish the, you know, go to the finish line. So in this case, because Taurus is ruled by the planet Venus, Venus is the, the planet of love, 
the goddess of love. Um, she's also, um, you know, Taurus is responsible for the second house, which is your house of money. So this is really important because if, if how you feel is not feeling like you're charging full straight ahead, that means that there's something wrong. Uh, there's something in the shadows of Taurus. So Taurus has a tendency to only focus on material success. They are not as gifted at looking at the spiritual wealth of a project. So whenever you feel like, if you ever feel like you're worried about money or you're worried about status, um, even like being seen as an influencer, all of those things that are very Torian. They want to really exude power and um, show their strength and really make a difference, but they get caught up on the tangible. So whenever you feel like unmotivated or you feel like I'm not quite sure, it's because there's something in the shadows of Taurus that is preventing you from moving forward. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Am I able to figure out what that is? Well, it's like I said, it's going to be about the spiritual aspect because if you look at yin and yang, the, the polar opposites of Taurus. So the opposite of Taurus is Scorpio. Scorpio okay. is very deep. So if you are feeling, um, you know, unmotivated, it's because your polar opposite or your shadows, they want you to dig deeper. They want you to dig into the unknown. And that can be very hard for Taurus okay. because it's so practical. It's almost like, well, why does that really matter? But that's what's happening. If you can't move forward with that motivation and creativity to, you know, get Taurus, you know, to where he wants to be, it's because we've got to look at the spiritual aspects of things. Okay. Okay. All right. So then we've got your rising sign in the sign of Libra. So this is another air sign. So quite a bit of air going on in your chart. I see several Libras. I see lots of Gemini. Um, so lots of air here. So your rising sign is how other people see you. So this is probably, I would say, one of the most important. So moon is important because of how you feel. We've got to make sure that you feel motivated and creative and all that stuff. Your sun is your secret sauce, so we'll kind of come back full circle to her in just a moment. But your rising sign is literally going to be your personal brand. This is how you're going to turn up the knob. like It's like literally a dial, and you're just going, all right, and you're going to crank it up, and you're going to show Libra to the world. The face of your brand becomes Libra. Now, who is Libra? Libra is also ruled by Venus, just like Taurus. So she is all about beauty. She is all about balance. She is all about um, appealing to all of our senses. She's into nature. She's, um, she's got a lot of ideas. But again, she also has a tendency to, you know, be non-committal to things or, you know, kind of bounce around until she kind of finds her way. So in this case, when your audience, you know, we'll talk about your kismet client today, but when your audience is seeing you, Michelle, they're not seeing Gemini and they're not seeing Taurus. They're seeing Libra. So you need to crank up the dial of, you know, anything that's aesthetically pleasing, anything that um, showcases balance and harmony. Um, this could be anything. It could be like pictures of your home or your outfits. It could also be, you know, a, your beauty routine. It could also be um, anything that makes somebody feel more goddess-like. I think goddess is like a perfect word. In this case, maybe fairy-like for you. Um, that makes them feel lighter. 
that makes them feel more beautiful, that makes them feel more centered. So that's going to be really important for your personal brand. It's also going to be highly important for the problem that you're here to solve. Why? Because when somebody is looking at us and they see something, like if you're looking at me and you see something, if you're looking at your friend, you see something, what you're really looking at is a mirror. You're seeing something inside of someone else that you want more of. Hopefully a positive right here. So a positive thing that you're looking at that you admire about somebody, it's something that you want more of for yourself. So when your kismet client is looking at you, they're seeing Libra. So what that tells me is that the problem that you're here to solve has to do with the Libra vibration, the Libra energy, the balance, the harmony, the beauty, the love, the nature, the, you know, appealing to all the senses. You talked about intuition. We could bring all of that together in a very beautiful package and deliver it to Libra. Now, the person that's looking at Libra is like, maybe I don't feel beautiful. You know, I don't feel worthy. I don't feel, um, I, I don't feel like I am, I am leading a path that's leading me to my destiny. I don't feel goddess-like or fairy-like. I feel heavy. Libra is light. So you exude this lightness into the world and they, and it, and it simultaneously affects them because they realize how heavy they feel. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, so I can kind of see like even I just popped in my head like the whole essential oil thing. Like if we kind of lead in with like the beauty aspect of it, you know, because there's a lot of remedies you can use essential oils for. But for Libra, and she's seeing that, she's going to be like, I want more of that. And we know, and you and I both know, that when just because somebody sees something that they want, a lot of times that's a gateway problem. You know, oh, I want, to, I want to feel better. I want to look better with this and that. But there's other work behind that. So what we're going to lead with Libra, we're going to draw them to you. And then when they become a customer, then we're going to start to go down the rabbit hole. And so that's what we're going to focus on next. Make sense? Yes. Okay, cool. All right, so Saturn. Saturn is the father figure of the, of the solar system, if you will. And he is all about time management and uh, getting a plan together. You know, he wants commitment. He wants discipline. I know because I'm ruled by him, but you have it in the sign of cancer. So it's sort of a harmonious position here, but Saturn gets a little impatient with cancer because cancer is a water sign and it's ruled by the moon which is, again, all about your feelings. Um, and uh, its, its symbol is the crap. So the characteristics of, of Cancer is the polar opposite of Saturn. Saturn is the father figure. Cancer is the mama bear of the zodiac. So when they get together, they should really partner up because they do two very different things. You know, Saturn's all about structure and discipline, and Cancer's all about nurturing and, you know, feeling into things. So, and, but however, because we're looking at Saturn ruling Cancer, there's a little leg up. So Saturn is basically going to be a thorn in your side if, if, it, can't get, if it can't get Cancer to get its act together. 
You know, get mm -hmm. out of its emotional state. Get out of its crab shell. Stop being so moody. You know, he wants to be like, look, you have this innate ability to nurture other people. You also have a natural gift of community. So can we use that or leverage those natural gifts into a, a, a system, into a plan that, so that I can reward you financially oper with oper new, uh, new opportunities and with people? So the thing about cancer that people don't realize is that cancer is a closet entrepreneur. Very different than Taurus, who's like, nope, I'm going straight for it. Nobody get in my way. I got to go. Capricorn, you know, climbing the mountain. I'm super ambitious. It's no, it's no hidden agenda here. Cancer's different. Cancer is like, I'm really ambitious, but I'm not going to play into it like how everybody else is. But the problem is, and I feel like there's a shadow there, is that because on some level, there is, um, I don't want, commitment's not the right word. There is an insecurity. It's like he mm -hmm. keeps it hidden because there's some part of them of like, am I good enough for this? Is this really my place? Even though they're like dying for it. They're dying for the recognition. They're dying for all of the things that, so that they can go and play mama bear to other, right? Nurture you know, cultivate family, motherly energy. So Saturn and Cancer get together and they need to have a little wow-wow because they're kind of on opposite sides of the spectrum and they need to get on the same page. So Saturn's having a little pep talk with Cancer saying, look, every time that you overextend yourself, you go and you hide in your crab shell. And we can't have that when we're trying to make a difference. So you've got to come up with a way, Cancer, that you are not overextending yourself so that you feel like you have to go hibernate for three months. And so because every time you do that, we have to start over because the momentum stops. So that's where the self-care and you taking care of you first, taking step back, setting boundaries, that's going to be how we work through some of Cancer's shadows and potentially... It's how Saturn is going to finally be like, thank you. Now I can stop being that thorn in your side and reward you for your efforts. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, good. A lot, actually. Oh. Okay, good. Any questions so far before we move on? No. No, let's see what's next and then <laughs> maybe come back to it. Okay. Okay. So we're going to talk about the nodes, the north node and the south node. Okay, so the north node is your challenges. And the challenges lead you to your destiny. So north node, very important. South node is your natural abilities. And you have that in the sign of Gemini. So you are naturally a gifted talker. I would even say so much as a gifted speaker. So if you're not using your yeah. voice right now um, to cultivate relationships. Um, this is the gift that you've been given. It's like, I use a silly example, but like, um, you know, Whitney Houston, you could study since you were born to try to sing like Whitney, but it's a, it's just a gift. She was just born with that voice. So right. it's the same thing in this regard. You're not like, I am not naturally gifted. Do not have myself noted in, 
in Gemini, um, at being chatty, at, at cultivating relationships. You know, is a, there's a gift there, and we need to use that because the energy of a of a high vibrating Gemini is one that can can build an empire because she just will go out there and chitty chat it up until it's popular. So it's there's no um, there's no uh, reason. Why whatever business you're here to fulfill cannot be um, enhanced by the communication in, and the intellect of Gemini. Okay. So do you feel like you're using those sociable skills um, in your business currently and cultivating new relationships? Yeah, I would, I'm starting to, yes. Okay, good. Because that's numero one. Because before we go into the challenges, like if we're not using our natural ability, it's like we're already missing out on half the prizes. So if we can get that thing kind of like nailed down, like, okay, I know that I'm going to do a bunch of networking online. I'm going to go out and, you know, talk to people and just be chitty chatty. It doesn't even mean that I have to go out and sell. That's not Gemini. Gemini's not really out there trying to be like, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. She's more just like, hey, what's going on? Let's talk. Let's be friends, this and that. And then they're naturally going to be drawn to you and like they'll eventually, you know, become a customer. Okay, so relationship building. Relationship building, um, you know, writing. Gemini is oh, yeah. gifted at writing, journalism, writing books, being anything that has with like sharing knowledge, but in a way that's from perspective. Okay. Okay. Now, your north node is in the sign of Sagittarius. I love seeing Sagittarius in this placement because Sagittarius is a fire sign. And she is, the, she is all about higher education. She is the teacher of the Zodiac. So like Gemini is like building relationships and, you know, writing and, and all of that stuff. Sagittarius comes in and takes Gemini to the next level. She's like, you know what? Let's take your chitty chat, chitty chattiness and let's bump you up and let's start teaching what we know. Let's start teaching things that are of higher learning. Not so much the foundational things, but like the spiritual essences of things. Um, Sagittarius is known for like philosophy and, you know, travel and like foreign culture. Um, she's, an, she's an intellect in her own right, but she's a fire sign. So she's really got this, um, she's got this power to her. Um, it's kind of like when, when Gemini talks, everybody laughs and listens. But when Sagittarius talks and teaches, everybody's jaw drops and is like, tell me more. So we want to cultivate this, um, this node, this north node in um, teaching things that, um, that help expand people's um, uh, what do you call it? Consciousness. That's a good word for Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. Expand people's consciousness around things. Um, get them thinking outside the box. Um, get them feeling the, uh, their own fire in their belly. It's like Sagittarius like comes off, comes out and just like fire and warmth. And um, he wants to teach what she knows, but she teaches it in a way um, that's philosophical. Like she might even like quote Socrates or, you know, Plato or, you know, she brings in these other muses to kind for, for, for parables, for storytelling. Um, but for her main intention is to be of service 
through education. Okay. So that if you, once you start taking the, the intellect and the knowledge from Gemini and her chitty chat and you, and you sculpt her and you mold Gemini into a more Sagittarius frequency, now you get out there and you start teaching and you, you know, create workshops. Maybe you travel to do those workshops, you know, wherever you want to take these metaphors, but it's going to that once you start playing that role, it will lead you right to your destiny. Exactly. The path that you're kind of like zigzagging on right now will become that straight path that will satisfy that moon in Taurus. Okay. Makes sense so far? Yeah. Yeah. Sag becomes really important here. It's going to be a challenge though, because that's the North node. It's not going to be something that will feel natural at first for you. So the more that you can kind of get out there and teach and, you know, share your wisdom and, and, and kind of, you know, use the, the, the intellect of Gemini, but now bring fire to it. Like get passionate when you talk, um, you know, maybe do some more research about some of the more, um, the more higher learning portion of whatever you're going to be teaching, like kind of do some digging, do some philosophical digging, if you will. Um, there's so many amazing uh, philosophers out there that you could quote. And in, in essence, we want to get you to the point where they're quoting you because that is Sagittarius. Yeah. Sagittarius is the philosopher. Okay. So coming up with like your own theories about things. Those are, again, these will be your challenges. Like you're working towards this, but eventually you will be the philosopher. Cool. Yeah. So we're kind of like, Gemini's real excited, but Sag is like, oh, I've got some, I've got some things for us to do first, you know? So she, she's, they're, they're kind of like, it's, you know what it is? I've never said this, but I'm going to say this. Gemini, uh, Sagittarius is Gemini's mentor. Oh, okay. Yep. That's what it is. I, I hadn't thought of it like that, but that's exactly what this is because she's like, come on, Gemini, let's get into this. Let, let me challenge you. Let me show you the road. That's cool. Yeah. So you might want to maybe even do a little bit of research around Sagittarius just to kind of like get yeah. the vibe, like really jazzing up um, because now you can kind of see, I'm kind of like, we're going to go in my client in a second here but you can kind of okay your ideal customer is looking at you like libra okay oh she's so light and harmonious and beautiful and has her act together and all this beautiful things goddess energy fairy energy and then she and then she teaches me this stuff that's so enlightening and, and, and reconnects me to my spirit, right? So you're seeing like you're showing up one way, but once they become like, they come to like a class of yours and you're teaching, it's like, it's like you took the beauty and that more of that surface or that superficial um, element of, of Libra and now you're taking her down this rabbit hole of Sagittarius into enlightenment into higher consciousness into, um, learning about the phase of you know all that stuff that's very Sagittarius okay okay so 
your secret, yeah. So it's it's like your secret sauce is Gemini. Just like cultivate relationships, be chitty chatty, intellect, writing. Okay, that's sprinkled everywhere. But you're gonna show up. You're gonna turn up the dial with Libra. You're gonna look at the shadows of Taurus and make sure anytime you don't feel motivated or creative, you're gonna go into your spirituality. Right, you're gonna go and hang out with Scorpio. Maybe even go hang out with Sagittarius while you're at it. Kind of work through those shadows and remind Taurus, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. It's mm -hmm. not all about just, you know, planet Earth here. It's not just about material success. So that's like, that's Taurus being like, but this is what I want to do. You know, it's like, but so, but when he feels off track, he's got to look at the spiritual stuff. Okay. Okay. So let's get into, if you, is there any further questions? Because now we're going to go into like full-blown kismet client and tie this whole thing up with the bow. Well, I'd like to just maybe if you have any strategies on the, the cancer Saturn situation. Okay. Um, yeah. Because I do have a hard time with like setting a schedule. It, if I have a, a very strict, like time, totally time blocked minute by minute, I can't do it. It stresses me out. And if I fall off a little bit, it's over. Okay. So the thing about cancer and one of cancer's natural gifts is cultivating community, which is kind of great because Gemini is kind of good at the same thing, but, they're, mm -hmm. they're, but they do it in different ways. Because remember, cancer is the mama bear. Gemini is just kind of like socializing in the community, but cancer is actually leading it. So okay. what you do is if you're not so good with like routine or, you know, you know, whatever, you know, mapping out your day and sticking to it, what you could do is you could create a community and you could pop in here and there, you know, with your, you know, nurturing, you know, blog posts that Gemini is going to write and you're right. And you're going to, you know, share those, um, those uh, traditions, if you will, maybe that's a better word for you instead of routine what are your traditions? Okay. You know, because that will help cancer feel like, okay, well, okay. Cause here's the thing. Cancer goes into her shell because she overextended herself. And, okay. the, and the beauty about having a community is you shouldn't overextend yourself because it's a community. It's, it's a, it's a breathing amoeba. It has its own pulse. So the beauty of you being the mama bear is you pop in when you feel like you need to share something. You feel like I need to share this with my kismet client right now. So you pop in here and there. They become your traditions. Okay. Does that I make like sense? that. Yeah. yeah. That feels a lot less heavy for sure. And it's very similar because like in my community, I do the same thing. I don't have like every Monday I talk about this subject and every Tuesday I don't do anything like that. I pop in when I feel inspired. When I feel like I have something that I know my people need to hear, I'll pop it. So and it's okay. kind of good because it gets the community to kind of like get excited when you finally show up. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's kind of like... What? It's kind of like if somebody's around all the time, you might take them for granted. But if they're not around all the time, you're like, oh my God, they're here. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that works. So if you create some kind of community, even if it's like, you know, I don't think you enrolled in my, um, 
my membership um, class that I did about creating a membership, but you could even turn that community into some kind of like, even if your community, whether you do it on Facebook or maybe you do it on Instagram, but you could also do it in your newsletter. Like you could have one specific list. That's like community list. Email them when you feel inspired. So it doesn't have to be that they're all like in a Facebook group. It could just be in your mailing list. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah, especially because you have Gemini where you love to write and share your wisdom and all that stuff. You could just do it through newsletters. Okay. I like that. Okay, good. Okay, anything else before we go into your Kismet client? No, that was great. Thank you. Okay, good. Okay, so 12th house. 12th house is all about limiting beliefs, karmic debt, subconscious Mm -hmm. mind. This is... um, this is why, uh, what we're here to work through. So we came to this planet, we're working through our stuff, uh, we're here to spiritually evolve, and we're going to look at the 12th house to see you know, what needs evolving. And you have it in the sign of Virgo, which is, <laughs> she's a little perfectionist. She hangs on too tight. Gets a little tight in the chest when she doesn't have it all figured out uh, when it's not perfect. But she's also somebody who came to this planet to be of service. She's, her, her key phrase here is selfless acts of service. So the way that you're here to work through your debts is through selfish, selfish acts of service. Okay. Selfless, excuse me, not selfish. Selfless <laughs> acts of service. So whenever Virgo does not feel useful or appreciated, those would be two words that they desperately need. Their soul needs it. They get a little cranky and they, and they tend to, um, they tend to be the thorn in their own side. They, they put up a wall, they get in their own way and they don't move forward. So, if we're going to help Virgo work through the perfectionism, work through, um, work through the ability to move through and not hold, like, it's like when I think about Virgo, I think of like you, they hold on so tight. It's like, it's almost like they're afraid to, uh, it's like they're a micromanager <laughs> in some regard. Mm-hmm. Like they don't really like, go, okay, take this project and run. Or take this project and run. Because the natural gift of Virgo is the producer. You're actually a producer by trade. So it's not like you're, it's like, I always use the example, my ex-husband was a Virgo, but it's like, it's not like you're, you're not like the director. You're not the actress. You're the producer. You're the one that makes sure the whole thing runs smoothly. But that means in order for you to be, to um, use that gift that you have to let go sometimes. It's never going to be perfect. You know, those are the shadows. The dark side of Virgo is like, you know, being cranky or irritated or angry or um, curt. Curt is a good word to use for Virgo. So in order for us to work through the karmic debt of Virgo's energy, we have to learn to let go. Now, the way that we're going to do that is through our kismic client. Our kismic client is also a Virgo archetype. 
So the person that you're here to serve is a perfectionist, highly intelligent, which is why they, you know, don't want to let go because they know that their way is really good. And it is, I will say that. But in order for them to work through their karmic debt, they have to learn to let go. They have to learn to um, be a producer, but be a, um, a light to their workers. Like they have, to, they have to learn how to inspire their team, if you will, so that their team can go off and do the production and have it work and, you know, launch on time and, you know, you know, win the Grammy, if you will, or whatever. So that how we're going to do this is we're going to speak the language of Virgo in our sales copy, in our blog posts, in our videos, in our podcasts, whatever, whatever content that Gemini is going to create or Sagittarius, if it's going to teach a class, we got to talk to Virgo. So for, this is what we're going to do. So you're going to show up as Libra, right? Balance, harmony. Um, you know, the thing that's kind of beautiful about Libra is that she's scattered and like, and, but she's scattered, but she's peaceful. Where Virgo is not scattered, but also has a tendency to not always be peaceful. So when Virgo is looking at you as Libra, they're thinking, you know, she's thinking, wow, she's so light. I don't feel, I feel kind of heavy. Like, I kind of want more of that for me. Okay. So that's how you're like, you're, it's like bait. Libra is bait. So you're cast your fishing line and it's, it, the bait is Libra. So you're reeling it in. It's Libra. So when it comes out of the water, it transforms into Sagittarius. But the bait was light, balance, harmony, goddess energy, love, all of those higher frequency, but, but a little bit surface. There's a, it's a surface thing. So the Virgo's getting, um, it's getting enticed by the, the, the surface levels of Libra because Libra kind of has a, a, a superficiality to her, you know, like it's, it's on the surface. It's like, this is how, who I am. So when you cast the bait and then Virgo gets the fish and goes, wow, this fish is, she's pretty and all, but she's also wise and she's powerful and she's spiritual. That's Sagittarius. So you see, it's, it's like, it's like alchemy. Libra, you, you, you leaned in with Libra. It's like, oh, I got Libra. And then you pulled her out of the water and she turned into Sag. Okay. And now Virgo's like, huh, well, that's a little different than I thought, but now I'm really interested. I'm real intrigued here because you got me in with, let's say it's, um, you got me in with whatever, some beauty thing with, with essential oils. Let's say you have some kind of like, you know, oil that you use and you put in like some other, you know, sandalwood and rose and whatever it ends up being some beauty secret. And then they, you know, they start using this beauty secret and it turned into them, you know, feel, feeling more connected to the earth. It made them feel more grounded. It made them feel more spiritual. It made them feel more appreciative for what they have. Okay. So what, so it's almost like 
your like free offers or your articles, mm -hmm. anything that's just kind of bait them. Just think about Libra. Go research Libra. How am I going to show up in the world? Libra, Libra, Libra. But never forget that when you're when you're writing the articles or you're doing the podcast, that you're you're prefacing things like this. Are you somebody who holds on too tight? Do you ever feel unappreciative for all the hard work you put into the world? Do you often feel like you're juggling multiple tasks, but you're also afraid that if you let go of those tasks and let other people take them over, that it won't be perfect? Do you ever feel like, you know, your place in the world is to be of service, but often you find yourself feeling insecure or unworthy of that recognition? So those are like, now we're baiting Virgo and we're baiting them in a way. It's like, well, let's talk about, you know, your, 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 um, I don't know, inner fairy or your, your inner goddess and let's get her reconnected. It's like, it's almost like helping Virgo reconnect to her femininity. Okay. That makes sense. And not just from a superficial level. You know, she can reconnect with it, yes, but beautiful hair and silky skin and beautiful clothes and a beautiful home. But femininity goes much further than the surface. But that's the part they're going to pay for. So they're going to, they're going, you're going to bait them in with the more like surface level of that beauty, of that feminine goddess energy. But the things that they're going to pay for, like your workshops and your classes and your books and all that stuff, it's going to go into the more, um, you know, feminine divine, if you will, or that goddess energy or the thing that's going to reconnect them to their, to their, you know, um, what do you call it? Your, your, um, your root chakra or, you know, even their like feminine, like organs and things like that. So something that has to do, um, with more of that intrinsic or internal, um, like energy system. Okay. I like this. Yeah. Virgo's Very tricky helpful. because yeah, she's, she's so, you know, intelligent as well, but she feels heavy. And I think that's the part to lean in with. It's like, do you feel heavy? You know, not even just like with weight. And maybe weight is, is a symptom of that heaviness. But I just mean like something's weighing on their heart. Like something's weigh, like, like something's like clouding their creativity. Something's like, you know, preventing them from truly stepping into that like producer role. Where, where they are an inspiration to their team, not a micromanager. Okay. So they might even have like a job that's like, um, you know, maybe they're like, I don't know, an accountant or um, they're, they're someone that has structure. Like they're, they're very methodical. So anybody that's like good, they're probably, they are probably really good with routine, but they are scared to go outside that routine because they, they, they fear risk. So they're very rigid in that way. They're very like, this is A plus B plus C, you know, very critical thinkers. I'm going to do it this way. That's what I mean. Whatever job they have, it's, there's like a routine to it. And they're kind of like stuck in that routine, which is where they're stuck karmically. 
they're like in their own way because of that routine. It's like, well, mm-hmm. I'll just keep doing it, doing it this way. Cause it's the way I think that it's the best way to do it. But then they have the heaviness. So they know like that something's got to change and something in that routine has to change. Okay. This makes a lot of sense. It's very helpful on direction for sure. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, there's a lot of planets, you know, we talked about Gemini, Taurus, Libra, Cancer, Sag, Virgo, but they all need like TLC. Like there's not one that's like the superior. It's not. It's like, they all need to feel heard. Like Virgo needs yeah. to be heard and appreciated. Gemini needs a place to go socialize. Sagittarius needs an audience to teach. Cancer needs a community that is nurturing and appreciative of her warmth and um, motherliness. Libra needs a place to shine and show her harmony and balance. Taurus needs a place to make money, you know, and work on their spirituality. So they all need that TLC, but they're all going to be used differently in your higher calling. Like it's all about starting with Libra is really where it needs to start. It's start with the beauty, start with the balance, start with your light energy so that we can attract Gem- uh, Virgo by using the language, do you feel heavy? Does the darkness ever get to you? Do you hold on too tight? Are you stuck in a rigid routine? Are you scared of change? Do you fear risk? Then they're like, whoa, this person's like reading my mind. <laughs> Yes. This is fantastic. It's really helped. I feel less unstuck now. Good. Good, because Virgo needs you. And the thing is, is you need Virgo because it's going to help you work through your shadows. It's going to help you work through your perfectionism. It's going to help you work through your self-worth issues. So once we go and we do this, karmically, you guys are like a pulse now. You beat together. And the more Virgo archetypes that you serve, the more karmic debt gets released. Okay. Cool. Cool. Awesome. I'm going to go write some blog posts. Okay. There we go. So I want to make sure before I let you go today that you've had a breakthrough. Yeah, I definitely. This is so helpful. Awesome. And then two, what's the game plan? You're going to write some blog. What else? I'm going to set up my, start setting up my community and just uh, through Instagram and Facebook. And maybe have more of a social media strategy while I'm working on the content for the blog and, and figuring out what my free offers are and all that. So it's like I can be productive while I'm, doing more of the heavy lifting behind the scenes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Just make sure that that the essence of your Instagram and your Facebook is all about that Libra energy. Just like that everywhere because lightness and, um, uh, you know, also an air sign. So, um, um, idea generation and beauty and that love and you know the fairy all that fairy stuff needs to now be there and the thing that will cap so it might seem a little odd to like lean in with libra because virgo's like kind of more rigid but it's going to be the language like let's say for example that you posted 
I don't know, like a beautiful picture of, you know, some essential oils with some oils and it was all pretty and it was laid out. But in the, in the caption, you wrote, do you ever feel heavy? Do you ever feel like, you know, your skin is, you know, your skin is held down that you, because your energy is kind of de depleted right now. So that way you're, it's like your image is beautiful. That's Libra. But the part that you're talking to the actual copy that talks to Virgo. Okay. Make sense. Yep. Yeah. It's a good balance, right? There it is. I mean, that's all we're doing. We're leaning in with Libra and that's the bait. And then we're speaking the language of Virgo and all the shadows that she has. And then once we get her, like we hooked her and now we're reeling her in and she's like, okay, I want to attend a class. I want to purchase something from you. That's when we show up and we use Sagittarius who has been mentoring Gemini. Awesome. There we go. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. This has been so fun. I knew this yeah, was going to be a good one. <laughs> thank you. This is so great. Awesome. I'm really well, excited to get started. Good. That's what I want. We want to get Taurus motivated. <laughs> Taurus needed this probably more than any of these other signs. <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay. We need to get a little woo-woo, Taurus. Can you handle it? <laughs> I love it. No, this really tied everything in together perfectly. So Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. I want to thank you for being my guest. I obviously want to thank our listeners for checking out this episode. I'm sure they're all just like, whoa, where's my rising sign? Who's my 12th house? So uh, I want to thank you for being transparent and sharing your gift with us and what it is that you're up to in the world. Um, obviously, I look forward to seeing you in the inner circle and uh, yes. serving you um, for months and months and hopefully years to come in your business and wishing you so much success and a beautiful week, rest of your weekend. Thank you. You too. All right. All right. Have a great one. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and were able to use this mentoring session to answer some of your own questions around your higher calling. If you feel called to step into a bigger role and shape mankind as we know it today, I invite you to check out the Holistic Fashionista Botanica and pick up the Rising Star Ritual Starter Kit where you'll receive your astrological birth chart and a ritual to help you unlock all the beautiful kits that live inside your soul. You can learn more about the Holistic Fashionista Botanica at www.holisticfashionista.com. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder and business astrologer behind the Holistic Fashionista brand, and I look forward to serving you in another episode of the Rising Star Project real soon.